Welcome to New to Cooking, a safe place to disclose you have no idea what you are doing in the kitchen. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com. Today we're going to talk about getting your kitchen ready to create a headache free cooking zone. Hey, welcome to this episode number one of New to Cooking. I'm Dave Jackson, as I said, and uh, we're going to start off with the history of food and me. I'm currently in my 50s and growing up as a small kid, as you might imagine, my mom would feed me like, well, you know, that's what moms do. And I would eventually learn how to heat up some SpaghettiOs in a pan because, well, microwaves didn't exist yet. Now, in my 20s, I ate a lot of cereal, Pop-Tarts, things like that. And when I moved in with my brother in my 20s, I once I remember one night I made a hamburger on an outdoor grill, but the patty, I didn't realize you had to make them kind of thin. So I was hungry. So I made this giant patty that, well, basically the grill was hot and I ended up with what looked like a brick of some sort on a bun that really wasn't cooked very well in the middle. And so later to fill up, I would uh, enjoy, this was basically my dinner, chocolate pudding and an RC Cola. And yes, that is an absolutely true story. Now, in my 30s, I graduated to things in a box. So rice dishes, hamburger helper, tuna helper, mac and cheese. If it came out of a box and allowed me to boil it for five minutes, I, I was good. Or if I had to you know, brown some meat. And of course, I was still eating a lot of cereal. And at this point, I was eating out a lot, and that kind of lasted through my 40s, because once I got into my 40s and actually got a job, I had money to eat out all the time, and this was a lot of time either fast food or restaurants. I used to live at uh, Outback and, you know, pizza and BW3s, wings, things like that. And, of course, anytime I was home for dinner, we were still doing things out of a box, uh, frozen dinners. Ooh, look, I went all out. That's right. Encore Salisbury steaks tonight. Yeah. So, uh, and of course, spaghetti. If I was eating at home, I could always do spaghetti because I know how to boil water. Well, now in my 50s and trying to get healthy, uh, as I look at myself, I could lose about 35 pounds right now, according to my fitness pal. And I really want to start paying attention to what goes into my mouth. And everything I've read, about eating an actual home-cooked meal, it says it's better for me. Because you think about Encore, those Salisbury steaks were like 90% salt. Uh, it's less expensive. And I know you don't think so, but I, go go through McDonald's drive through The days of the dollar menu are long gone. And it actually takes about the same amount of time. This is something that really surprised me is, especially, uh, I'm now divorced, but when I was married, if you have kids and you have to figure out where you want to go eat, it takes longer to figure out where you want to go than it actually does to go there and eat. But once you drive there, wait to get seated, wait for your waitress, get your food, wait to get the check, and drive home. Trust me, it's quicker to eat at home. And especially what I like to do is batch cook and just cook a bunch of stuff and then eat it all week. I actually currently live alone, and uh, that works great for me. There's only one problem with this. And that is, uh, I'm not a fan of cooking. And by that, I mean, 
I pretty much hate cooking. And as I get older and maybe just a little bit wiser, it's dawned on me that uh, I also didn't like tying my shoes when I first tried to do that. I fell off my bike the first time I tried to ride it. You know, my brother let go. I was like, oh, you're doing it. You're doing it. You know, Uh, so maybe the reason I hate cooking is because I never really do any real cooking. And we're going to take a quick little break here. When I get back, I'm going to tell you some steps I took to make it easier. And my goal is to do this headache free. I, I love gadgets and I'm a bit of a geek. So I'm going to try to use technology and I'm going to try to use the internet and I'm going to try to learn how to cook. And I'm going to explain one thing I did that was so stupid. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And uh, wait till you hear about this right after this. New to cookingshow.com slash Tavola is the website you want to go to. I'm talking about the Tavola Smart Oven. I have one and it's great. There's no more preheating. So it's going to speed things up. You scan a groceries barcode and it cooks the food perfectly. So that Pop-Tart, that Geno's pizza roll, whatever you're doing. And you can also order their food and the food can be as inexpensive as $11.99 a meal. Now, the last time I went to Chipotle, it was basically 11 bucks. And there's no driving, there's no shopping, and it's great tasting food. The beauty of this is you can get $100 off the oven right now by going to newtocookingshow.com slash Tavola. That's T-O-V-A-L-A. And you have 100 days to try it out. If you don't like it, you can return it for free. It's amazing. There are multiple cooking modes. You can actually steam things, broil it, all sorts of things. Baking, it's all there, preheating. And there's a smart app. You can tie it into your Wi-Fi. It's amazing. Check out the video and save a hundred bucks by going to new to cooking show.com slash Tavola. So I found this article on the kitchen.com, but of course kitchen is spelled without an E because somewhere in, I don't know, around 2015, like E's just became evil and nobody uses them anymore. Maybe they're expensive. I don't know. But, uh, It said you should divide your kitchen into five zones. So we're talking about, okay, if I'm going to be in the kitchen, what can I start off with to make it more efficient? And so number one, they say, divide it into five zones. The first one would be the consumable zone. And this is the area used to store most of your food. And this may actually be split into two zones, one for your refrigerator, which is obviously for fresh food, and one for your Pantry or food cabinets, you know, your dry goods, your oil, stuff like that. And of course, cereal. <laughs> Number two, the combustible or consumable, combustible. Yeah, that's where you keep all your gas, your kerosene. Now, number two is the consumable zone. This is the area used to store everyday dishes, including plates, bowls, glasses, and silverware. And that's the one I was like, hold on, I'll tell you in a second. Number three, the cleaning zone, as you might imagine, that contains the sink and the dishwasher, if you have one. Number four, the preparation zone, the area where most of your kitchen prep happens. This may be a stretch of countertop or kitchen island. And then the last one, the cooking zone, the area that contains the stovetop, the oven, the range, possibly a microwave. And so as I was thinking about this, there are a couple of things. Even now, as I think about this, there are some things I did that was really stupid. And uh, number one, store items as close to the related zone as possible. So I thought about this and and looked at the the cleaning zone and where can things, you know, store 
near each other, and I have a bunch of food right above my dishwasher, and yet my dishes are... Now, I live in an apartment, so it's not like a giant kitchen, but nonetheless, when I empty the dishwasher, I'm doing a lot of squatting and bending, and it's like, you know, hey... And I looked at it today. I was like, well, maybe the dishes don't fit in the cupboards above the dishwasher because that's where I have a lot of soup and spaghetti and, you know, peanut butter, stuff like that. And I was like, nope, they'll they'll fit in there. And so it would make emptying the dishwasher so much easier. And then it said, you know, you have your prep area. Well, right now my prep area has uh, a Ninja blender on it and things of this nature. And I, I love gadgets. We'll talk about gadgets as we go along, but it dawns on me that I have a a countertop to the left of my stove and one to the right, and really I could use those for prep. I could pick one and go with it. I could also put the microwave there as well and have that right next to the stove if I wanted to. Right now, the uh, microwave is kind of across from the stove And, um, I just, I could not believe that I had my dishes in the wrong place. Well, not wrong, but it would just make more sense. And then I have next to my stove, I have some things like big spoons and things that I use to store, stir things. So that makes sense. And then my, uh, silverware, things like that are in a different drawer, but look at your kitchen and does it make sense? And it dawned on me really, because I have so many gadgets, I have a Foreman grill, uh, I'm going to talk about my instant pot next week. I've got an in. I've got really multiple indoor grills. I've got an air fryer. I've got all sorts of stuff. And I just don't. If I was in a giant kitchen, I could have them all out on my counter. But it's it's dawning on me that what I need to do is put these in their places. I have cabinets where I could store these, and then just decide. Okay, what am I cooking with today? okay, I'm going to get out the George Foreman or I'm going to get out the Instapot or I'm going to get out the air fryer, whatever it is, and keep my counter space there so that it's available for prep because now I'm I'm putting things on, I'm trying to like slice things on top of a George Foreman grill because it's in the way. And, uh, you know, there are even tips like in some cases you have things that you don't use a lot. Like let's say you have... uh, you know, cooking sheets and things like that. And a lot of times those will go under the oven. At least that's how my, where mine are. And there are times when that drawer is just a mess. And uh, there was a tip on this website that said, sometimes you can store that stuff above the cabinets. And that's where I also thought I could store some of these different gadgets for lack of a better phrase is if you have enough space above the cabinets. Now, depending on where you're at, sometimes it gets a little icky up there. But we'll be talking about that as well. But for me, I just looked at it and was like, wow, why are my dishes so far away from the dishwasher? So these are the kind of just little tips. I'm going to try to keep these short, have little stories as well. And uh, next week, I'm going to talk about how I learned how to saute and the fact that if you don't learn how to do that, uh, it's basically a recipe to how to burn things to the bottom of a pan, as I found out the hard way. And that's kind of what we're going to be doing here. I am not a chef. This is not how to cook, uh, you know, new to cooking with Chef Dave. No, this is the direct opposite. This is you and me looking at each other and saying, look, I don't know what I'm doing in here. Me neither. Hey, did you know that saute is French for, for jump? And here's how you do it. And so we're going to talk about sauteing. We're going to talk about 
uh, some of the things that you need to probably go buy if you've never cooked. And I just wanted to introduce myself, kind of let you know where I'm at, give you a quick tip and get out the door. So thanks so much for listening to this. Uh, go out and subscribe at the website, newtocookingshow.com. That'll be coming very soon. And let's uh, get out the door with a quote from the one and only Julia Child. She was actually a little before my time, but she was a cook. She was kind of like the Rachel Ray of like, I don't know, I guess the 50s. I'm not really sure. But she said, uh, the only real stumbling block is fear of failure. And in cooking, you have to have a what the hell attitude, which I think is pretty funny being that, again, she was from way, way back. So until we meet again, I I think you left a burner on. We'll see you.